Hey there, everyone. My name is Ari, and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. Wow. So this is a momentous episode for a number of reasons. This has been a tough couple of months, just personally, and it's been really difficult to get back to recording, which I love so much. So it feels so good to be back in the mic and to be back in the studio with such a lovely guest. So today's guest is number one, made of metal, and number two, a lovely young lady that we actually had on before. And she talked about um, essentially what it was like being a mother to a neurodivergent child, what it was like essentially having to grow with them, having to address your own issues and what that was looking like. Um, and all of the impact of that and all of the nuance that, you know, being a mother is difficult, but having to unpack your own, you know, trauma at the same time is a double whammy. So please check out uh, Avril's part one, where she goes deep into depth. We essentially are able to understand a facet of motherhood that a lot of people may have no idea about. But Avril presents it to us in such a inspiring and strong and frankly, a way that it makes me empathize as a person who always wants to understand the path of others. And even though I can never understand as a person who can participate, I love when I connect with individuals who are able to articulate and share in such a way that I'm at least being feel informed enough. So please, please, please check out Avril's first episode. It's absolutely amazing. And today we brought Avril back because, I mean, we absolutely needed to. And there are a lot of updates that have happened since the first episode. So with that, Avril, please, thank you so much for being on again, first of all. And please feel free to jump right in and let us know what's been going on with you. Thank you so much, Ari, for having me again. I'm really pleased to be back. I just love talking with you. It's it's so good. And yes, there's been oh. some massive updates. Um, you know, we're on this journey of growth and it never stops. That's the thing. People think I'm going to do a program or I'm going to hire somebody. And then at the end of 12 weeks or six months, I'll be where I want to be. But it's, just, yes. it's not like that. Yep. And it's not like that for for the people, you know, even if you are, because I'm a coach. And it's not even like that for the, the people who are doing that, who are in that supportive role. And it's been the same for me. The last, gosh, we're almost at the end of May. The last five months have been massive, um, oh, both, in, oh, both in my business, but especially in my personal life. Um, mm -hmm. There's, it feels like, like up until this year, I had been doing a lot of the deep work, but it feels like this year it's all just culminated in the stuff coming up really quickly and moving, I'm moving through it really quickly. So that's a good incredible. sign though, right? That's a good it's, sign. It's massive. It, it, yes. feels, it feels so liberating because it feels really easy. And, and I question, has it really always, was it, it always the potential to be so easy. And this is one of the things that I really want to 
to say to people is that, yes, there are some really sticky moments, especially in the beginning when we start this journey. But it gets so much easier. You don't feel like you're trudging, you know, drudging your feet and trekking through cement as time goes on. It just comes up, it heals. And what I've seen this year is I've seen a lot of lineage patterns being healed. And that is for me wow, and my family. And I would love to, please, What uh, tell us about what that means exactly. Um, mm. Please, like, define it essentially for those of us who may not be super familiar. Yeah, so we, we the, the stuff that we have, the, the trauma that we have, the wounds that we have, are very rarely just our own. Very often they are generational. They come, ah, they have yes. been in our lineage for, you know, generations, like way, way back, even hundreds of years. And they pop up, particularly, I think there's a lot of this for women, because, you know, it's not that long ago since we were really, you know, pushed down and forced to, to stay quiet and forced to just, it, our, yep. our role was to have children and that was it. And even within yep. that role, we were, we were squashed down. Mm -hmm. but, and, and so it's those sort of wounds, poverty wounds, um, you know, that you see coming up now as money, as money wounds, sisterhood wounds, you know, not, not necessarily related to your sister as much as mm -hmm. the whole, the whole collection of women and you know that we maybe experience bullying but those sort of generational things I've seen really coming up for me and really healing and it's so oh my profound gosh. that I know that I can break those patterns with me and they don't have to be passed on. How please walk us through uh how you sort of became aware of these wounds number one because of course as with all trauma it becomes a part of us in such a way that we don't even know that we are, you know, experiencing or triggered by a wound or, or whatever the case may be. How were you able to become sort of self-aware of these and then move through um, working through them? Mm, what a great question. So I, I've all, ever since I started researching and studying, studying trauma, I've always known about about the impact of the generational, uh, you know, the generational wound and how things can move through generationally. I think for me, I had to first deal with the more, the more obvious stuff before I could get down to this layer of generational stuff. Mm. But it was also very, very obvious for me. I could see a money wound, a big scarcity wound. Oh, um, yes. Yes. It, it, it was very hard for me to spend money, especially on myself. I was always holding on to money. Um, and it was, like I said, it was hard. And yet when I reflect on my childhood, we didn't have much money growing up. But my parents never said, we don't have much money. I was just very, very conscious of it. Looking oh, back. Yeah, hypervigilant, so your own hypervigilance. Yes. And looking back historically, I knew... Like my family, we came from Ireland, so I knew there was a lot of poverty in Ireland. Even in my in my time, there was a lot of poverty, but also going back generations, Ireland was very, very poor. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was aware of that. So that's one example. But 
the most recent and obvious one was, and this is so beautiful because I really want to share this because it just, it's so huge for me. I come oh, I from a line. Yeah. I can see it shining out. That's so good. Please share. Yeah. I come from a line of very strong women. I have five mm. sisters. They are, we were, we were brought up to Ooh. be strong, independent, educated to, to go and explore the world. My nice. mom was, yeah, my mom is one of the strongest women I have ever met. Her mom was incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. But I know, and I know myself, I know what I've overcome. I know I was incredible. I'm incredibly strong as well. However, I also felt I lacked softness. So I ah, could, balance. yeah, balance. I could be really strong. And where this showed up was I noticed it, particularly in my parenting, I could I could do all this stuff, but I felt like there was there was something still blocking me from being as soft as I could be with my son. Mm. Um, and so that definitely came up this year. And it was only through looking at the generational stuff and looking at the wounds of my my mom and my grandmother that I was able to actually break down this, I, I, I called it a sort of a wall around my heart to protect my mm-hmm. heart. And I knew that was what it was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was to protect it from this loss. I didn't, yeah, I had this fear of losing my child. Um, and that was a lineage thing as well. Oh, so, gosh. I know. Fear so I, is that common thread here, that sort yeah. of like obstacle that is blocking. Yeah. And, and, I was able to, through leaning into it and bringing, just seeing the awareness and opening up to the wider awareness that it wasn't just mine, that I was able to, like, that the wall started to soften, the wall started to dissolve. Mm. And I've seen that coming into my parenting. And that is what is profound, is that I can change this for the relationship with my son. And it's so beautiful. Oh, how has that impacted? How has that improved the relationship, uh, adding in that balance? Uh, it's it's really improved it from where I'm coming from because I feel like I'm I'm much more flexible. I'm more receptive to what's going on for him. Mm-hmm. I'm also okay. softer with myself. You mm-hmm. know, I'd, I had done a lot of work on it, but it felt, still felt hard. It felt like it was laborious to be soft. Now it feels... Nat- more natural to be soft. It's it's still a oh work gosh. in progress, but it yes, does feel it feels like I don't have to control so much. I don't have to I don't have to control. I don't have to control at all. But I oh. can just be be with him more so in a softer way and be with myself yes. in a softer way. Oh my and gosh, that is excellent. I'm so happy to, to hear that for you. And it's it's mm. obvious, like I said, when looking at you, it's literally shining out of your face how much this has positively impacted mm. your outlook with yourself as well as mm. you described, you know, your relationship with your son. And mm. it's incredible to me that it, having the softness with yourself does have that ripple effect that, okay, mm. if I'm easier with myself, it's easier for me to be more understanding and flexible with other mm. people. Um, and I really liked how you mentioned control because that is a great example, that control, that hypervigilance, it's, you know, 
if I control, then I can at least, you know, somewhat mitigate outcomes and I Mm -hmm. can, you know, mitigate negative outcomes. And it just becomes such a constant 24 seven battle for that. So letting it go is very difficult because it's trusting yourself in a way that's, uh, doesn't come natural to you. If you've been, you know, taught or you've convinced yourself that, you know, you know, you can't be trusted. So you have to be, you know, super vigilant. So that's so good that being softer with yourself translates to trusting yourself. Um, and this, everything is improved, uh, yeah. you know, henceforth. That's amazing. Yeah. It's, and it's just, it's just such a good reminder for me that, you know, that the work never ends and the deeper we go, the more layers we peel off, the deeper we go. And, 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 all, you know, the, the benefits are, are changing the generations to come massively. So that to me is is one of the reasons. Plus, I have a huge thirst for always um, my own expansion. Yes. Yes. Self-improvement is mm. a great thing to strive for. Mm. Um, but having that balance, I think, is important because mm. you can go on like an endless journey of it's exactly how you describe like, oh, this next course, this next Mm -hmm. book, whatever, this is going to fix me. Um, when in reality it's just sort of accepting and and loving yourself in Mm. that moment, um, and just moving through moment to moment, giving yourself grace. Um, so I'm super curious with the, you know, trusting yourself more and letting go of that control, what other benefits have you seen in your life um, besides like the improved relationships? Um, I have noticed a big change in uh, the sisterhood wound as well. So trusting friendships. Um, I have never really had a problem with friendships online, but Mm -hmm. friendships in person have been tricky for me. Um, I had a long history of bullying in school. So friendships in person, trusting those friendships, people has been trickier for me. And I've noticed that I have been pushing out of my comfort zone to create those friendships, but also to allow them in for me. And that's been really beautiful as well, because it's like rewriting that past and creating something totally new. And that does take a huge element of trust, not just in ourselves, but also in other people of and vulnerability. <laughs> Um, <laughs> those are like the two big pillars of mm-hmm. establishing any successful relationship, trust mm-hmm. and vulnerability, again, which is super hard to give if you've experienced trauma because you've been taught that trust and vulnerability are your enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as you get older and you see that it's just two things holding you back from connecting with people, you know, it's just like, OK, well, I want to fix this, but how? You know, life has taught me that people are this. How do I get over that? So that's excellent. Mm. Um, Have you been able to essentially like, like we discussed before, like in your part one, when you had discovered your own sort of uh, coping mechanisms that were unhealthy, have you been able to basically work through any other coping mechanisms in a way that is sustainable for you also built into trust? Mm, the control one is a big one. I have been 
like practicing way more flexibility because it's it's one thing to change the the belief and the you know the trauma underlying it but you also have to change the habits because we're such habitual creatures that we actually have to change the practices we do every day as well and so I've been working um, a lot on just you know it's not something I focus on from morning till night but it's just a noticing any times I'm I'm noticing the control coming in and then reminding myself you know soften into this you don't have to be controlling this is coming from fear and really just holding myself in that you know holding the noticing part and and what I'm noticing as well as then reminding myself I can choose something different so that's been a big one that I'm noticing and just um you know establishing really much much healthier and and this has been a, a practice over years but just establishing healthy daily strategies and routines that support my well-being so no more pushing myself you know sorry I'll rephrase that no more pushing myself in unhealthy ways so yes. I will push out of my comfort zone to stretch myself but I'm not going to push my body to a point of burnout and this year I think there's been a big thing with me getting very aligned in my work because I noticed where I was erring into that place of potential, I won't call it burnout, but misalignment there. And so? so it was really coming back. And um, I just noticed that I'm, I, I like my business is all online. And so I was getting caught up in some of the social media stuff, you know, the, the metrics and the, how I, you know, how I should say stuff and how to get more reach. And I just noticed all of that external noise was taking me away from myself and my truth. And so I took, and this is essentially what can happen so easily in motherhood as well. All of that noise can take us away from, from us. And so I saw, once again, I could see this was a potential for, you know, a uh, sort of that that trauma thing again of disconnecting from myself and looking towards someone else and so or something else and so I've just mm-hmm. been really conscious this year to keep pulling myself back and if it's not my truth it doesn't go out if it's and if it does go out and nobody likes it that's okay because that is my still my truth and you you never know who it's going to impact um but really that has been very important for me this year is staying aligned in my business because there's all the different facets of life that we can get misaligned in and get yes. distracted from our truth in ourselves. And so that has been the area that I've been really noticing it and honing in on it because um, it's just so easy. There's so much noise out there that can yes. take us away from ourselves. Oh, my God. I'm like, so I am personally so happy to hear this. Um, everything that you're saying, exact, exactly how you're describing it. Somebody is going to hear this and be inspired, be, be touched, be motivated to take that next step. There's you exactly what you said. There's so many good things happening for, for you mm-hmm. from you doing that extra work on yourself. And I really love how you spoke on how it can be wired in us as trauma survivors to want and crave that external validation and to kind of need it as like 
yeah, you can go forward. People like you, you can go forward as opposed to coming back to yourself. Okay. Do I like it? Then we go forward. It's not about what other people are perceiving. It's about exactly what you're saying, putting forward your truth and, you know, helping those that it's going to help. Wow. There's just so many good things that you, exactly what you described, so many good things that are happening to you. I'm so, so overjoyed for you. And I always love talking with you too. You're (laughs) such an inspirational figure, truly. I love how down to earth you are. I love how vulnerable and authentic you are about what you've gone through and, uh, you know, even the facets of, facets of owning a business. So many of us get discouraged on the same note, the social media, the wanting to hit those numbers, and we become obsessed with it, uh, control, trying to yeah. control the outcome because that's mm-hmm. what feels safest for us. So this thank you for being so um, open and transparent with that. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything that you would like to share or leave with the audience? Yes, I would love to just remind people that that when when you're home with yourself, when you feel like you truly belong to yourself and you can be true to you, that is when people will really start to see you for all of who you are. And before that, while you still no matter where you are, no matter who you're with, if you don't belong to yourself, you will never feel like you belong anywhere else. Ah, so, so, so true. Those words just truly resonated with me um, on a foundational level because we, we know it, but we just have these, you know, outdated and, I mean, honestly, harmful thought patterns mm-hmm that are, you know, telling us the complete opposite. Like you need Mm. people to like you to succeed. You'll never make it if people don't like you. No, it, that it's just not helpful. So thank Mm. you for those wonderful words, Avril. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story. I absolutely love having you on seriously. Every single time I'm like so moved and um, so filled. So I, I just love talking with you. So thank you so much for being on. Likewise, and thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, it's it's yeah. It's I love I love talking. I love sharing, and I know how important some some of these messages are for people because I know how important they were for me, and I know how important sometimes they still are. Yes, yes, for yourself mm-hmm. and for others, mm-hmm. we need to hear these things. We need to know that these things are, you know, we're not broken. There isn't something wrong with us, which is when looking at everybody's perfect life, you can truly feel that way, that there's something Mm -hmm. wrong with you. But no, it's just a normal journey through to coming back to yourself, Mm -hmm. which is a hard journey, but so worth it. So worth it. So yeah. And, and it is hard. And yet we've all, the essence of who we are hasn't gone anywhere. It's, it's always been there for us. And so even though it feels hard, it's still there. We're just peeling back and letting go of everything we're not. Yes, yes. I hope everybody, everybody heard those words, just peeling back and coming back to your authentic stuff. It's exact. it's always there. It's just 
becoming more self-aware and getting more in touch with it and getting more okay with being more in touch with it. So with that, everybody, I hope you love this episode as much as me. It's always so nice to connect and hear a, a positive, forward moving individual who is going through it and being honest about it. So it's just so nice. So I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Please do not forget, I love each and every one of you. And as always, bloom where you are planted.